0: Welcome to my first episode of Perspectives on the Short Story from FSU Panama City. My name is Whitney Mullins, and today we are discussing a ruse for the ages, a look at The Necklace, a wonderful short story by Guy de Maupassant. I learned how to say his name by giving a quick Google search, and YouTube never lets you down. But to keep it simple for the remainder of our time, I will simply probably be referring to him as either Guy or Maupassant. More likely, ma passant. Today's episode is brought to you by laryngitis. I have never had laryngitis before, but when is a better time to give it a shot than right before your podcast is due? I am paying the price for today's sponsor as opposed to getting paid, but alas, salavi Thought that was appropriate considering Guy is a French writer, or I'm sorry, Guy is a French writer, so... If at any point during today's episode, my voice cracks or breaks or you hear a little muffled cough, just stick it out with me and we are about to jump right into it. One of the absolutely most daunting things that I think any writer faces is the opening line. Opening lines are the things that hook you into the story, that make you invested to continue and the necklace does not let you down. From the very opening line to the last line, the necklace is a quick-paced allegory on contentment and aspiration. Mathilde Loisel takes the reader on a journey filled with longing, fleeting bliss, despair, and resigned contentment, all leading up to a gut-punching reveal that <laughs> leaves your mouth agape. At least if you were me, it did. The beauty of this story is how it unfolds. It's carefully crafted within its tightly written eight pages. And the opening, like I said, is just perfect. It says, She was one of those pretty, charming young ladies, born as if through an error of destiny into a family of clerks. She had no dowry, no hopes, no means of becoming known, appreciated, loved, and married by a man either rich or distinguished. And she allowed herself to marry a petty clerk in the office of the Board of Education. This opening paragraph, the first line alone, but the opening paragraph just immediately tells you everything you need to know about the main character. With this opening image the reader is set up to know everything we need to know about her. From this one sentence it's gathered she's unhappy with her station in life and she believes she was meant for something more. And this foreshadows why later Mademoiselle's midpoint scene is perceived as such a victorious moment. Maupassant writes She danced wildly with passion, drunk on pleasure, forgetting everything in the triumph of her beauty, in the glory of her success, in a sort of cloud of happiness made up of all this respect, all this admiration, all these awakened desires, of that sense of triumph that is so sweet to a woman's heart. It is at this point that we see that... Madame Loisel's dreams come true, and for one night, she is the center of attention, the bell of the ball, if you will. But (laughs) little does she know that this joy is going to be so short-lived, because the events that follow set up for the shocking reveal at the end of her story— And just to reiterate what I said earlier, this is why this story is just so well crafted and why the beat sheet that we are using proves that this is how you set up a successful story. It's only eight pages, but within those eight pages, everything is concise and you can follow through with it and you're gripped. And it's just... I fell in love with this story. Um, And one of those reasons is because much like how we can relate, as soon as she loses the necklace, everything comes crashing down upon her. We've all had those instances to where we're living the high life or we're on cloud nine and then one little thing and we fall and that's what happens to her. So after Mademoiselle loses the necklace and she fails to find it, she and her husband sacrifice everything just to try to help keep them in good standing. And they procure one similar enough to fool Madame Forrester, but she does this at great cost. And in the process of trying to save her reputation, she and her husband lose everything that they had to their name and potentially their reputations, because at the end, Madame Forrester does not recognize Madame Loisel when she approaches her. And Madame Loisel contemplates on this. She, she says to herself, what would have happened if she had not lost that necklace? Who knows? Who knows? How strange life is. How fickle. How little is needed for one to be ruined or saved. With such a poignant reflection, you can tell that she begins to discern the theme for herself. And the theme I'm referring to is that of deception, especially as it relates to Mademoiselle's ambition to climb to a higher station and how she is uncontent with her current life where she was fed and clothed and had a somewhat okay marriage. He seemed to be in love with her and wanted her to be happy, but it was her discontentment that lack of content that drove her to do all of these things. This is further examined when, um, Madame Loisel happens upon Madame Forrester. When Madame Loisel happens upon Madame Forrester on a walk in the Champs-Élysées, once again, thank you, YouTube. Um, it is, Maupassant writes Madame Loiselle felt emotional. Should she speak to her? Yes, of course. And now that she had paid, she would tell her all. Why not? So at this point, it's obvious that Madame Loiselle has nothing else to lose. She says, why should I not reveal to her what's gone on these last 10 years? She has her necklace. Uh, the debt is paid. Everything is okay. I have nothing else to lose this snippet of the text reveals that this is mademoiselle's dig down deep moment as the beat sheet would refer to it and this moment that would act as the portion of the story where it's a striking scene mademoiselle is more metaphorically picks up her skirt tails and faces her 10 year old fears conveying once again that she has nothing to lose at this point She faces Madame Forrester and reveals that the decade old ruse. She even states she smiled with proud and innocent pleasure, is how Maupassant states it. So she smiled with proud and innocent pleasure. It means that, like, she'd gotten away with it. She's okay with it. Madame Forrester, though, ties the whole thing up with one very hard truth to swallow when she reveals that the necklace was only worth 500 francs at most, which is a gobsmacking tiny amount compared to the 36,000 francs that the replacement necklace cost. All of this is revealed in the final image expressing that the theme of deception once again is prevalent Madame Loiselle wasted 10 whole years lost her beauty Uh, her marriage is fraught just for one night of perceived opulence once again deception it was one night it wasn't who she truly was if only she had contented herself sooner she would have never had to subject her nor her husband to such strenuous living in the end, Madame Loisel is the same as Madame Forrester's necklace. She's impersonating as something she is not. However, it is important to note that it is our as humans. It is our discernment of what is beautiful and rare that truly defines what has value. Each of the elements from the beat sheet highlight how incredibly well written this piece is and why it's still relevant today. This story is successful because it follows the tenets of good storytelling, which is especially significant with it being shorter than most. Whilst it may be brief, each element of the beat sheet can be seen within the story, which is what makes it captivating throughout. So in conclusion, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Perspectives on the Short Story from FSU Panama City. Once again, I am Whitney Mullins, and this has been A Ruse for the Ages, A Look at the Necklace by Guy de Maupassant, and as a quote from one of my all-time favorite movies, in case I don't see ya, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.